Welcome to the American Hard Enduro Podcast. What's up, y'all? It's October 29th. We're here at the TTC. I'm here with Drew Kirby and Nick Farringer. How's it going, guys? I think we need to race at TTC in October more often. I agree. Uh, racing TTC in August for TKO is miserable, and I kind of do it because that's where everybody is, and I enjoy everybody, and that's the thing to do. But, man. Well, the leaves were beautiful. Temperature was amazing. A little chilly this morning. I mean, what was it, probably low 40s? And it got slightly warm, like 70 degrees yeah. in the sun. Like, in the sun, it was great. little wind blowing. You get in the shade, you're cool. want to put a hoodie on, but great day for racing. Yeah, so we are here at the Sear, the, the final event of the 2022 Sear Series, the cliffhanger at the TTC. We've done this race a few times, yep. and um, I think this might have been the best one. I think this was the, one of the better hard enduros I've done in a while. This is definitely the best race I did in the United States as far as hard enduros this year. The course was, I told them when we got done, best course they've done. If it had been wet, some of the stuff would have been not rideable. Like when we did the night race here on Memorial Day, you guys missed it because there was a U.S. hard enduro. David Knight was here, and he talked about how hard it was. And he's, he called it a proper hard enduro. Yeah, and and we rode a lot of that stuff, but it was much drier now, or today. Yeah. And, God, it was amazing. Like we went up on stuff that we haven't done ever. Like up on top in the – it was just great. So you're probably wondering who won. Nick won today. He kind of dominated. Um, so was your hardest get off today <laughs> stepping up onto the podium? The crash onto the top step. Yeah, I went to jump into the top step, and I'm wearing these work boots that are kind of – Wait, did you really jump? I thought you just tripped. No, I, I went to just kind of like do a quick like brisk just box <laughs> jump, and I just clipped the tip of the sole on the front end. It was like, just like that – my core froze up and my arms went out and like that actually hurt more than anything in the race because I'm just a little stiff and that was well, and, and for anyone out there, the box jump might have been twelve inches. It wasn't a twenty-four. Yeah, it's it's not like I was sending it, but man, it was uh yeah, it was everybody was rolling out. I guess after four hours on the bike, I think it's excusable. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's it's all good. Well, so for those of us that did the race and that are gonna listen to this that did the race, how how many laps did you do or checks did you do? Do you know? I did three full laps. I made okay. one check uh, the within wash. the time limit. Yeah, at the wash. Okay. And I asked, how much time do I have? And she said, 15 minutes. And I was like, I can do it. <laughs> and I just really wasn't thinking about how much trail was between here and there. And yeah. I I made it to the, uh, was it the was it Red Bull Ravine? Yep. There's a check that's at the, the bottom check. of Red Bull Ravine. Yep. I got there like two or three minutes after the check closed. Oh, that's fast. Dude, you so you made that in under 20 minutes, that whole section. I did it in 17, 18 minutes. Well, yeah. So, our, probably took me an hour. <laughs> so, I'm just going to brag for a minute. I got the whole shot. I don't know if you were behind me. I think Quinn was behind me. We kind of got away. You passed me, and you and I rode together. It was so leaf covered and so hard to see. It was a lot of new, fresh trail. And you were just kind of cruising, taking your time. When you lapped me later on in the race, you were going much faster. But how did the, how did the course progress? Did it get better, get worse? Because my second lap, some of the stuff, was a lot better. Yeah, uh, that first lap with the leaves covering everything, it's just, it's not worth it to send it and have that front end deflect off of a hidden stick or rock and face plant. Like, that's just par for the course and riding kind of fresh. In the fall. This time fresh of year. fall, yeah. It's, 
I, I took my race bike out for 20 minutes last Wednesday and it was the same conditions. And I was just like, I don't feel very racy, but, uh, that's what we're all riding. So yeah. first lap I did, I was kind of ghosting behind you for about five minutes, 10 minutes. I don't know. It, we were, you were ripping, but at the same time I was like, okay, it just, when I got an opening, I took it and I realized it was like leading without a trail kind of sucks. <laughs> were, yeah. were y'all have any trouble following the arrows there that first bit? Yeah. The the, the trail wasn't because you couldn't see the trail and the markings. I mean, it takes a lot of effort to mark a trail. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Where, well, and, and I think some of the trail went the opposite direction that we're used to riding here. Because, I mean, how many laps have we done around this place over yeah. the years? So you kind of – you just have a feel for where the trail is going to go. And then when it goes the opposite way. There were a few abrupt, like, counterintuitive turns. But to answer your question, like, first lap was slow and easy, feeling it out. I, I knew there were some hill climbs and off cambers. I was like, I hope I don't skate on these leaves and go down the hill. Yeah. And I, I was able to, I was able to just make good progress. Second lap things I felt like picked up a lot, but also there, because it's such a long loop, there was a lot of lappers on my second lap. And so these folks are on their first lap, like trudging up some pretty gnarly, like Rocky Creek ravine that, uh, I don't know what that's called. Easy Creek, easy Creek which is far from easy it's a substantial well, creep. The, the new section at the top was awesome i liked it i mean it was hard but it was good it was great it was very techy but there were multiple lines through and the, the traction was phenomenal that's just it is this was the most tractable trials training center experience ever which made it truly enjoyable yeah. and once the leaves got blown off for my second and third lap yeah. i i did a i think i did like an hour and 14 minute lap and then i did another hour and 14 minute lap i went faster but i had traffic my mm. third lap was like an hour and just a couple minutes well, you said when you lapped me you must have been on your third time up the wash we were having a little conversation and you were like dude on my second lap my front my front end is going just kind of out of control out of nowhere yeah I, I think i had more confidence on the second lap because you could see the rocks but there was moisture hiding under where i guess leaves had been yep. And so I had false confidence. And there was one, like, 10-minute period where I the bike just skeeted out from under me, like, three <laughs> times and, like, just brushed with death a couple times. So, yeah, that was scary. So I was thinking there's the famous off-camber section that we ran last year. They extended it this year. So above the wash, we went up and got some off-camber. It's and there was the some, first half of the race. Yeah, it was before the Red Bull Hill. And then we did some good switchbacks. And I'm thinking this is the closest thing we have to like Romaniacs here. And we got all the way up to the top, some stuff. You've done Romaniacs. I know it doesn't compare, but is it close? Are we anywhere near there? I mean, similar flavor, I'd say. Uh, you know, my experiences with Romaniacs has been dry. Today was dry. So you had traction, you had loose soil. The thing, the, the, the big hill climb, like you couldn't straight shot the whole thing. You would had to resort to doing some pivot turn switchbacks which is just classic romania style because the hills there go on forever at some point you you run out of momentum and drive so here there was a couple places we had to do that and it it for me it was fun because you know at romaniacs riding gold it was aiming a little high like that was very challenging and i think i jumped in the deep end a little quick without proper acclimation to romania when i was there so here it's like the, the hills aren't quite as extreme but like the techniques I developed there played very well here, and it was reminiscent, but in a fun, fun, challenging way. I liked it. What was your tire setup today, if you don't mind sharing that? Yeah, I was running a Michelin Extreme Gummy Rear with a tubeless insert and a moose segment, and zero pressure in the. 
tire. When you just in the the red bladder, you had yeah. hundred or whatever to hold it on the bead. Yeah. And then you said a moose segment. Do you mean like a cutout moose or pieces of moose? I was running like a crescent. Like I I took you took the inside out. If you go to like I think uh, the. New Tech yeah. Tubeless uh, Instagram, they showed how to do it where you like stick a knife somewhere near the center of the cross section of the moose and you just like cut out the inner portion yeah. so it fits over the tubeless ring. And that, uh, you know, gives you some cushion and some hold up. But the, you know, I was running such soft mooses, I was running three rim locks and the tire still wouldn't stay on the bead. Yeah. Like it was just wobbly. That, that's way heavier than a tubeless. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. It, I was losing. Uh, <clears throat> I wasn't stoked, and I was compromising the mooses so much by drilling them out, they wouldn't last. Yep. So now with the tubeless, you have a better, like, you're more sure-footed with the tire on the rim. And the moose segment seems to last longer because it's not drilled. It's just a segment. Yep. And uh, that Michelin tire is really hard to beat when you got to have it. Uh, then up front, I was running a Metos TerraForce uh, sticky gr- green on a super light front tire, which – um, with a traditional, yeah, like a, a, soft, a nitro softy moose. And that, that front tire has been on the bike for probably 15 hours now. It's pretty haggard, but it just seems very reliable. And those Metos tires wear tremendous, like they, they really wear well. But, you know, nothing seems to work as well as the Michelin. So this place, if there's any moisture on a rock, you want the best tire you can get. So, and, and I don't know how much tires really matter today. I mean, I think you could have run a worn out whatever and it's yeah. it's going to hook up pretty good when and, when the soil's like it is as long as you've got some not a hard bib in it or 14 pounds of air i agree and it's a soft compound yeah yeah both my tires were used today i did no bike prep my bike was dirty <laughs> i did put a cleaner here filter we go. In. Uh-huh. it was here just here we go i'm not i'm just saying like i i put it i put a nice used tire on the back it's just nice not stressing about bike prep. I was also running a used tire, so there's that. Yeah, I mean, you got to save money. The economy sucks and no gas boy. and all here this. We go. You save money. Well, so we were worried Quinn wasn't going to be here. Quinn showed up. Quinn Winsel. Off the start, did you – was he in front of you off the start or behind you? I don't think he made it in front of me. Okay. Um, I know I, he was a couple bikes towards the inside – I didn't have the best jump, but like I went into the woods maybe sixth and quickly kind of jostled through the pack. And before I knew it, I was behind somebody, and that was you. An awesome guy. Well, I, I think I was about mid pack off the start. And within 100 yards in that first creek, I passed Quinn. He was on my right, and he was leaning over looking towards the motor. Uh, at, at you know, he was stopped. Okay. So, so I, I assume that was whatever the issue word he is, had. He had transmission problems. Well, he was looking in that general direction. Okay. So, unfortunately, yeah. you and Quinn didn't get a battle today, but... Tranny failure. Tranny failure. <laughs> yep, that's a problem. I heard it. We, yep. You want, never want your tranny to fail. Maybe you didn't put lube in it. You need fresh gear lube in your tranny for it not to fail? All I know is it probably just some... Just things didn't mesh right. No, well, there we go. Not we the right. Maybe, good, maybe good he didn't gear. have the right You're equipment. You're an engineer. Maybe you could. We could specify. Okay, but anyway, no. It, <laughs> I was disappointed not to yeah. have someone to race with because yeah. you know in the Sierra there's a lot of good riders. Everyone's getting better every season, every race. But Quinn and myself and you know riders kind of mm-hmm. elevated quite high. But it's nice to have the competition to have a reason to push, have someone to push you, keep you honest. And, Spe- speaking of rider, I guess enduro crosses tonight, right? I think they're off this weekend. 
Okay, never mind. But we, but Nick and I were talking yesterday, and Quinn wasn't signed up. He signed up late, and we were deciding if if I, when I couldn't sleep last night, because you know you wake up early, you can never sleep before a race. And I'm like, okay, if Quinn doesn't show up, Nick has to be at some disadvantage. We're gonna make him start backwards and delay thirty seconds. And then Hunter Williams said, and in each checkpoint, he has to wait a minute. But it still wouldn't have mattered. I'm, I mean, I think you could have like put an hour penalty, and he didn't get to start until the. I- Leader made a lap. I honestly wanted him to start at the very back of the pack. That would be fun. Yeah, the very get to back. pass all the iron and bronze and silver guys. But it's a, we had such long splits that a lot of them got in front of me. Yeah. Probably not as much you, but so it, it was a good day. There, there are some uh, heroic tales of certain riders showing up to races and starting behind everybody and passing everyone to win some kind of hair scrambler GNCC. I'd. Maybe would have done it, but the fact that I lapped everyone by the time I was halfway through my third lap, it's like, okay. <laughs> well, is that a humble brag? Did you hear that? It's, I don't even know what that <laughs> is, know, but it's just, you know. Sliding that in there. He just dropped the just mic. Sli- well, it's funny because when he came, to, he came to lap me in the wash, I'm like, Nick's on his second lap. And then I'm like, shit, I'm on my second lap. He's on his third lap. This is bad. And so then I got to the very top of the wash when you have to do that last pivot, and I knew he was coming, and I just stopped. Turned around, I'm like, what are you going to do? He was like, well, I'm going to wait Did on Did he you. show you? <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> we had a nice conversation, and then I proceeded to move on. We also had a conversation out there. He asked me how my back was doing, and, you know. There's it was, no it was, better it person to be lapped by than Nick. Yeah, I've, I've given Nick several high fives throughout the years. Yep. It's always enjoyable. All right, so, Nick, hard enduro season's over. It's getting cold in Ohio. What do you got planned for next year? Well, I'm in the middle of a two-year deal with the Sherco team, okay. and so far the contract says I. It actually there are no racing obligations in the contract. So wow, okay, you're just, <laughs> just going to take you're a just year off. Hang out with us then. <laughs> this is all extracurricular. Um, but no, that that's neither here nor there. I'm I'm still going to be repping the the brand. I'm really stoked with the bike right now, and uh, it seems like you have got a really good setup, and you're physically you're on it right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a tweaker. I'm always tweaking on the bike and trying to get it. <laughs> I was like, get it. <laughs> I was like, where's he going with that? No, I just I've I've always played with setups and migrate. You know, play the hot cold game as the sports elevated, and then I've changed my riding to suit what we're doing. And now I'm I'm in a place where I'm like, it's it's working. And I the Sherco platform is the same for next year, so I'm like, perfect. Um, the AMAC. They're not making any big changes with oil injection or. Um, it's actually oilless. Oh yeah, no, no. no. We're we're using the Motul. What about in the tranny? Um, gear. You always got to lube your tranny because yeah. it'll yeah. seize up. She'll stick up. I'm having flashbacks gear. to last year's. Was it last year or two years ago? Well, we were like a case. We of- we were talking about <laughs> Daytona Supercross and Nick's. Oh, yeah. You remember that? We we went I we went like off the rails, so we're not so that bad. Nick's drinking coffee. You should totally go check out last year's cliffhanger. No, it wasn't last; it was two years ago. Two years ago, two years cliffhanger ago. podcast. Oh, we go deep. That was, was nice. No, yes, but so next year, Sherco. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been some kind of opening up as to what's happened with uh, the the AMA series, East and West, and a, and a national, unofficial national series, and it, it sounds like. They're buttoning that up. I'll yep. probably do the East Coast Regionals because uh, it's it's you. I can get to them. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely want to do Sear. I hope we can get some more people involved with Sear. So maybe we need to promote this a little better because it's just fun. It's good people. It's low key, low pressure, but just like it's just good times. Who should we target 
to race all of these, like Logan or <clears throat> obviously Ryder did them last year. Well, and I think it's got some proximity. I mean, we're so lucky. It's within four hours most of the races. Oh, yeah. And yeah, Logan Ballup, you he had other stuff going on that was closer to home, and he's all the way in PA. So, so I, I, he's in New England this year, this weekend, right? Uh, there was something in Vermont and New Hampshire. There's some hard enduros, and there's a trials event as well. So, but I think they had. I think the last I heard was 130 people, which it was a good number. It was a good crowd, but God, we'd love more. It's such well, good I mean, and the, the problem with that is there's just not that many people that are on that level in the u.s right now i mean there's there's a handful but most of them are out west yeah what's wild about hard enduro is it's it's an evolving sport and it's gotten to be very specialized and elevated so if you're somebody that wants to be competitive but you're not in it you're starting at a bit of a disadvantage but there's nothing wrong with being a local a rider in your your cross-country series and showing up to ride bronze just to you know get your feet wet and i've i've got you know some folks back home that different people want to try it or we're going to try a family obligations kept them away this weekend but i think they were going to come try silver and i kind of cringed a little it's like <laughs> okay um but uh i love bringing fresh meat to sear races because it's i have a bit of a sadistic side but also you really get to find out what your friends are made of so if there's somebody you're questioning you know bring them out see if they're going to ha- hold you know hang in there see if they don't seize a tranny yeah I'm and uh, say, that's that's when you find out well in yeah, I lost my train of thought. Nick just lost it for me. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. Twenty twenty three. You're going to race regionals, Seer. some Sear, and then whatever else. And I know the Sear guys. They said we're going to have the cliffhanger next year. They're working on some other stuff. I can't talk about it. We've heard some big changes to the timing of the East Coast races. A little bit I, earlier. A little bit earlier. They're not going to be in the middle of the year, so that might help with the heat. Um, and and everything won't be crammed together as much. So excited for next year. I know Josh, Matt Musgrove, Josh Shecker, Matt Musgrove, um, and Scott Pixel Media are all back on board. It looks like next year is going to be building on this year and only getting better. I like it. Yeah, no, I'm excited for what Matt and that crew has had going. It's real was a positive year. It felt like something bigger. Yep. And uh, I, I'm a fan of having the series not just concentrated in the middle of the summer. I think it's going to be like a spring heavy s- series, which could introduce you know mud and stuff. But yep. you know the heat has been a real factor when having yeah. a dense series, a dense series in the heat. Like I can't do it anymore. It's brutal. If it, well, and we've talked about it so much. Why not move TKO back? We never moved it off of that date because of Enduro Cross. Now Enduro Cross is pushed well, back. We have a TKO date next year we do but i think the fim had a lot to do with locking that in and and it's great it's an fim event which i know a bunch of guys don't want to come because they don't want to not make the final at tko um which props to you for showing up they made it what top 20 now makes the final but yeah it is helpful but i I wish we could move it back to i don't want to say this time of year but move it back a little bit what if tko um I don't know. TKO two on Sunday raced that course we raced today. You know, I've won. I'm pretty outspoken about how much I dislike the format of TKO. I've, <laughs> I've, I've, gr- I've grown to a position where I've, I've lucked into it a couple times this year. I was post Romaniacs like a week post COVID, and it was just like I, I tapped out TKO two. But, yeah. um, it's a bit of a game, and it really doesn't favor true hard enduro riders, which. I'm a bit of a 
all-around rider. So, uh, you know, when we got the faster qualifying segments in, but um, so I, I really can't comment on how to improve TKO. If they want to stick to their format, like I just assume do something different. Well, I know they want it to be a show and entertaining in which the final is a show. a show and entertaining. Like a lot of the stuff we did today, nobody saw it. I mean, it's a good point. most of the crowd saw the Red Bull Ravine Hill, Hill and that was it. And and literally that might have been the easiest yeah. place to make a hill out here today. Yeah. Yeah, the off-camber stuff was by far and just so much sketchy. Some downhills that I've already talked to the Sear guys about. I don't like downhills, so. The, the stuff up above Friends with Benefits to the left and, oh, and yeah. those switchbacks, yeah. the Romaniac style switchbacks were I mean, that was pretty legit in my opinion. Yeah, there there were some high risk stuff today, which I'm I don't know why anymore I get shocked when it's like you pay money and you're in a situation that's this gnarly, but like <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm a bit uh numb to it now because having gone to Romania and the stuff they send people off, it's just mind boggling that you know that they the, that they'll do that. But you know, the theory in Hardenduro is it all goes down, but it's okay, just it goes really fast. You know, we're on the topic, but kinda of like segueing aside here. Uh, day one Romaniacs for me, this there was a downhill where I walked my bike down for um, was day one or three. I walked I walked the thing downhill for fifteen to twenty minutes, and there were there were there was a place where I had one arm wrapped around a tree and the other arm holding the handlebar trying to just do a controlled drop of the bike. So I think PJ's out there trying to get his beer. PJ, we'll take beer. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, interrupt. Keep going. Side note. But no, just. <laughs> yeah, uh, da- downhills and and kind of like just committee type. You know, like you got to commit to make it happen. It's yeah, Hard Enduro has some. Uh, it, you know, if you're going to ride gold, you're, there's going to be some risks. And I think as long as a promoter's smart, not having like a you know uh, a death trap at the bottom, some run out or something, but it's it's off road. It's, it's it's unpredictable. I think that's all we got. Anything else, Will? I'm I'm pretty much fresh out. I'm 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 worn out. Oh yeah. It was it was a good day. I probably shouldn't have raced today. I did. I made a lap. I'm happy with that. Um It was a great day. Was, weather was great. Yeah. That was good. It could have been better. So um, any last thoughts you might need, need to think or whatnot? Yeah, I mean we yeah. could just you want me to read read that uh sweet zip up thing you've got on? I can just read, read all it. those sponsors. We got FXR, Michelin, Motul. Motul. What's FM? What's FM? I've never seen that. Fuel me. I think they have an app where they distribute fuel. I I don't know, but I should fuel look me. into this because then, then we got sponsoring. We got Polysport on the other side. FMF. Hold on, let me move the the golden locks. Oh, funnel web filters. So I think that's it. FXR is nice. the predominant one, and then Sherco USA. Obviously, obviously yeah, Sherco USA. Yeah. They've been behind me for years now and kind of let me. You do. were the original Sherco ride. Yeah, uh, yeah, more or less in, in modern Sherco times. Yeah, I've been on them for. Who else was it? I've, Graham wrote it that one year. Well, yeah, that was er, early days. But as yeah. far as domestically, I signed on with two importers ago, Clay Stuckey, yeah. and then you know uh, he roped a number of folks on and went to RYP, and uh, they brought some other people in, and then uh, uh, Factory One, yeah, Ron and Rhonda. Where's Clay now? Clay is. Uh, I haven't spoke to him, but. I'm real curious where he's at with the Yoda gas thing, but I think that COVID really took the wheels out from under him. I think it crushed the Yoda gas. 
I'd I'd like to see it come about because what I heard about the bike sounded promising yeah. and he's a, he's a pretty good salesman. I mean he he made a good pitch to it, no doubt. Yeah, I'd I'd like to see Clay succeed. He's always been a personal yeah. friend, and I was stoked that he had Sherco for a minute. But the brand had to grow faster than he was growing, and it got it got took from him. But I'm grateful to still be on it. So <laughs> there you go. All right, so cliffhanger. Oh, the Sears series cliffhanger 2022 is done and That's dusted. A freaking wrap. Golly, how's the season over? I don't know. We'll do something. Nick, come ride with us. Let's do it. We'll come rip. See you on the trail.